0: This is a podcast from Rover. She would have been absolutely rocked over the weekend by the news that Taylor Hawkins, Foo Fighters drummer, had passed away, age 50. Um, Just one of those, where were you, you'll remember forever moments. Um, And bloody sad, obviously. Um, But we thought instead of uh, going full Daryl Downer on it, we might celebrate the, the absolute beast that was Taylor Hawkins, and then play, because we were lucky enough to have a couple of chats in the last few months with him, Um, some of our chat with him uh, when he was at home at his house in California.
1: I remember I was 10 years old, it was the summer of 1982, he was a couple of years older than me, but he had this drum set, and he said, just sit on the drums, I want to show you a beat. You go like, but he really literally said, you know, you're you're a drummer. You know, the best
0: thing about Taylor Hawkins... He's the best drummer in the world, we love him so much. I mean, he, we were like in love with each other. Like, the minute we start, we had, the first time we had a beer together, we're like, we're gonna be best friends for the rest of our lives. And it's true, like, we still really, we're like this, we're like this. I will come
1: back. I will to be a drummer, to be a good drummer, you have to be an athlete. <laughs> you have to take care of yourself, and to have a good life, you have to take care of yourself. And I have children now, I have a wife, Very normal. That's the hot seat, and if the gig goes bad, it's the drummer's fault.
0: Band's only as good as his drummer.
1: Yeah, band's only as good as drummer, and only as bad as their drummer as well. So like, so Dave, he's not a, never a dick about it. Really, honestly, I can honestly say that he's never a dick about it. But um, it's intimidating. There's no question. When I joined the band, I was. Super intimidated. I met Axl Rose the first time, and he said, "What's it like being the drummer for the greatest drummer of the '90s?" I'm like, "Oh, hard." <laughs> One of my heroes when I was a kid was Roger Taylor from the Queen, and I always thought it was cool because he always sang a song on the record. He had the highest voice, kind yeah. of in the band, and he just, you know, had a big drum set. I said, "That he's cool to be like him." Be like. him. <laughs>
0: So last night when I was um, doing a bit of research, I was reading an old interview um, from you from 2003, you just moved to Topanga, I think it's pronounced, Canyon, and you said you had four dream homes at the time. Uh, it was the one that you just moved into with the pool. Um, you'd love to buy it at Laguna Beach one day if you could afford it, also an apartment in London and then maybe a, a dream home in the Colorado mountains. So 18 years on, Taylor, have you got your four dream houses and are you still in the same spot?
1: Well, I do still have that house from Topanga. You know, once we had our third kid, then we moved somewhere else because we just needed a bigger spot. So we moved right next to the Kardashians, if you can believe that. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. I, was, I wasn't I was aware until later. At least I know where I could borrow some money if I need it. Um, and I do have a place in Laguna. Not to brag, but yes, I do. I did finally get one. Right. And funny enough, this is a funny story. So I bought this place in Laguna Beach where I grew up. I bought it because my friend said his family, you know, they owned this house and his mom had passed. And they just wanted to keep it in the family for a while, but then the h- kids all wanted their dough or whatever. So, you know, and we were kind of looking, but kind of not. And Mike's like, hey, our family house, you know that house. And I spent tons of time in this house in, in the 80s and the early 90s because his mom was really cool. She let us, like, you know, smoke cigarettes and, and uh, play uh, uh, ping pong <laughs> downstairs in the garage and make out with her girlfriend and shit like that, you know? She's a really wonderful (laughs) lady. And uh, me and my buddy go to this ticket trip over to mom's house. And I look on the wall and it says, Taylor was here. And this is like seriously from like 1989. Wow. And then under it, it said, Taylor's a I mean, do do y'all all have kids?
0: Yes, yeah. I'm about to have three under three, so I'm just driving headfirst into the biggest storm without any window wipers. Oh, my God. Uh, and what are they, boys or girls? Uh, a boy just turned three, another boy who's 18 months, and the next one's going to be a boy, which is due in, like, two <laughs> weeks. Wish me luck, Taylor.
1: That's a lot of f***ing swinging dicks.
0: That's going to be a smelly-ass house for a long time. boys, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was uh, maybe Roger Taylor from Queen that pointed you in the in the direction you ended up going. But I was reading that you actually, re- very early on in the Foo Fighters, you received a phone call from your mother and Axel Rose's people had got in touch with your mother and then your mum had rung you on tour and she was like, oh, Axel wants to know if you want to join Guns N' Roses. But you had only just joined Foo Fighters.
1: Yeah, it was. I mean, it was really flattering to be in the pool of guys because I'm sure it wasn't just me. I'm sure there was like, you know, three of the ten guys on MTV that, that people were talking about drumming wise, and I had just played with Alanis Morissette set for a long time, which got me tons of exposure. Obviously, and that's how I met Dave in the first place, and that's where the first time anybody ever really knew what I did. And so, but I was kind of like, "Axel Rose's management calls your house and asks if you're interested in having a." chat that's <laughs> pretty awesome seven or eight years earlier i mean i was making out with chicks with guns Rose and roses playing in the background <laughs> in high school thinking one day i'm gonna be like <laughs> these guys you know i've since met him a couple times and he actually got up on stage and played with us he's amazing and his voice ripped my ear. he went for the scream he did It's so easy with him with him Flash and Duff. and he you know here, i don't, I don't want to the whole low thing and then at the end, he just goes to the crazy note. Me and Dave are like, holy f-. And it literally split the stage in two. It's just like <laughs> like cut like a knife. It was crazy. So I was flattered. But no, I asked Roger Taylor. I'm like, I'm flattered by this. And that's kind of rad. He's like, yeah, but I see what you have going with Dave. And I feel like you guys have a great connection. I don't think you should make any moves. And I, and I really wasn't thinking of it. But I, it did get definitely punctuated by that.